Welcome to Resilient Love Podcast. Join hosts Quentin and Brianna as they discuss tips on love, life, and business. Let's get into this next episode. Hey, everybody. We're back with another episode of Resilient Love. So we're going to start off with a question of the day. And the question of the day is, what was your first car and how did you relate to that car? You want me to go first? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, So my first car, most people won't know unless you Google it. Um, It was a Suzuki Steam. What? Yeah. Most people didn't know what it was. I don't um, yeah, it was kind of a little foreign car, but um anyway, it was nice. It, I was proud of my little car. It was small, but it was, it was nice, it was tight. If you ever seen Friday, next Friday. <laughs> it was my car. Mm-hmm. But I, I felt like um the way I related to that car was it was black and I looked up, my dad got me some rims. I felt, felt good. I just felt like it was so nice. But I relate, I took pride in that. What that car I related to was prideful, being proud um, to have a vehicle. Uh, the reason I say that is uh, for a long time, we was in middle school, I walked to school. And even a portion of high school, uh, when I stayed with one of my aunts, I had to walk to school. And that was a, quite a good little walk. And um, that just molded me. Like, when I used to walk all those times, I'm like, someday I'm going to have a car. God knows I'm tired of walking. But when I get a car, I'm going to be grateful I got a car. And I was. The thing about being proud relationship with that car was my car stayed clean. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. stayed clean. Even <laughs> unfortunately, it, I got in an accident. But the funniest thing, even though that's an unfortunate circumstance, even in the accident, my car was still shining. Man, mistake. <laughs> black, black with some eighteen inch rims is looking tight. So, mm. Yeah. Excuse me. That well, was a big deal when we was in high school. It is a big deal. Had your car working. What about you? Well, my first car was a Ford Runner, white. It was nice. Ooh, it was nice. I know it was nice, y'all. I, I was looking at her car like, It was nice. Um, <laughs> I actually got into my first accident with the Ford Runner. And um, first car, first car going, but it was nice. And it was a humbling experience. Um, That accident, um, my niece was with me and we were both fine. We both came out of it fine um, with the help of the Lord because if you saw what you would say, huh? But God is good. I just, I truly, I'm a, I'm just going to say it. It I did not do as well. The word says steward 
or take care of. I did not Quentin share with you guys that he, you know, watched it and his daddy did this to it and he kept upkeep. I mean, from the day my dad allowed me to drive it to, of course, the accident, I, you know, did the, the protocol, you know, vacuuming out gas, but I just did not fully see the value of what I had. You know what I mean? And it's not to try to, as he said, not to try to hype it up, but I was probably, I mean, I did not take heed to what I was given. There were students, our classmates, mm -hmm. who, you know, want to drive, but due to circumstances, they could not get a car, or the car was, you know, they had to do certain, certain things to get a car, et cetera, et cetera, but my dad was like, hey, here's the car. You know what I'm saying? And so I could have been a better steward. So that really humbled me. Um, and I just learned a valuable lesson about being mindful of, you know, driving maneuvers and everything like that. So, like, I do really take heed to high flow. So when y'all see me driving this Camry, I love white cars, first of all. Everything I've had was white except for the 87 pickup. That was blue. But nonetheless, you guys see, I love my blue and white Z fight. So, but at the end of the day, you know, I definitely thank God for my parents because they have helped me, you know, in multiple ways. But specifically with that very first car, you know, it was a nice car. And I, my dad actually you know, went out of his way for that car. You get what I'm saying? So, just a humbling experience, and I'm thankful. And it just really showed me, you know, how your parents invested yeah. in you. Because your daddy invested in you yeah. with the rims and The funny thing all about of that. it is my, my story of responsibility was tough. Most, most kids are put on their parents' insurance. That wasn't the case for me. I ended up having to pay my own insurance. Pay my own insurance. I remember to the cent of what it was. It was two forty eight. And anybody that know when you were in high school, ten dollars is a lot. So two forty eight. I'm like, bruh, I ain't gonna get that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so it was just like it. It really made me. And I'm pretty sure you, both of us, a better driver, more alert, uh, just more aware of what we were doing. Even, uh, and I'll just share a tidbit after this, uh, uh, just sharing, after uh, that situation, my dad was gracious enough to let me drive again. Uh, but I had to drive his SUV, which happened to be a daggone long suburban. And if you know in high school, you know, if you ain't got it, like even, I mean, I did a little work. I worked with my dad sometime, but money is tight. Like you got to make, if you get a 50, you got to make it stretch. So <laughs> you can't make a 50 stretch, but so much in a suburban in high school. Mm -hmm. So I was going school, home, school, Home. I might can do one special trip. But it got to be on the way home. <laughs> it got to be on the way home. One special trip on the weekend. One. And we got to know where we going. 
That's it. It ain't no no extra stops. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So yeah, that it was very like you said humbling because I had to come out of my pocket deep. For sure. Yeah. So we're gonna take a break and hear from one of our sponsors. Today I want to talk about a life asset tool and a financial tool. Yes, life insurance. Life insurance can be one of the most beneficial tools you can have in your tool belt. It helps your family not be in financial distress in your absence. And it also can be used as a financial tool. So today, go ahead and check out Policy Genius to go ahead and add this as an asset to your life and a tool to be in your tool belt for when times shift that you are prepared. All right. So thanks to one of our sponsors for helping us with this podcast. Listen, when you guys support our sponsors, you're supporting this podcast. So be sure to check out the links in our description. Um, So let's get into the main topic. You know, Black Friday is on the way. Actually, Black Friday is today. When you're listening to this episode, Black Friday is today. So I know <laughs> some of y'all are probably shopping today. today. But we wanted to kind of bring up a topic of how to spend $1,000 in a day. Yeah. How to spend $1,000 in a day. Yeah. How, how you doing it? Because yeah. if you're buying all these discounted items, it's probably still going to add up. But let's know also that in 2022, $1,000 ain't hard. Mm-mm. Maybe in 99, it would have been like... Maybe in 99, what? yeah. We showing our age a little bit. Yeah, 90s kids. 90s. But seriously, Black Friday. I want to know from the audience. Drop it in the comments. Send us an inbox when you hear this episode. What do you feel... What? How do you feel about... Just Black Friday overall, is it overrated? Of course, it is. Um, Talk about it. It took me a long time to figure out how overrated it was. You know, growing up in a culture that that was the that was the norm after Thanksgiving for us. Like we, you know, we again nineties kids. A lot of things were different for us. Like. Usually Thanksgiving was on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Like it usually is still in Apples. However that happened. <laughs> <laughs> but it's usually on a Thursday. So you knew that mm-hmm. thir- you kind of knew how the flow of the next two days would go on Wednesday, period. <laughs> yep. So you knew Thursday by between 12 and 2 o'clock we were going to eat. Mm-hmm. A lot of family over or you going over other family members' house. Everybody gonna kind of sit around, eat, mingle, blah, blah, blah. If your family play games, gonna play games for a while. We gonna probably close it out maybe about no later than 6, 6.30. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, If we at our house and people not leaving, we just gonna sit around, lounge around, go to sleep, wake back up, eat again. Mm -hmm. And just repeat the cycle until they go home. (laughs) Yes. So, but then we know we, we got to get a little shut out just for a little bit. Sometimes we'd be bold and not even go to sleep. Bold, man, my jammers. And we would be out four o'clock in the morning. 
Oh wow, y'all were deep. I didn't do that. Yeah. We did midnight. Really? What was midnight? In the last couple of years. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. saying before the old came, school. The old okay. School. Oh, that wasn't me. Three, three thirty. No, o'clock. I was the six a.m. person. I yeah. probably missed the worms. Yeah, we caught it all. Anything we wanted, we you did. caught all the smoke. Well, it was, but you know what? I have to say, it wasn't as bad back then. As far as like we live in a very aggressive dog time. eat dog. Yeah. It was still a level of deeper care and consideration for people. Like, if you're getting something, we'll move out your way. Or it wasn't, you still had some rough Black Fridays, but it wasn't as bad as now. Like, now it's either Amazon or I'm not going. Like, right. I, I have to be bored at this point to go to a physical Black Friday. But, so I want to. I, before I go into that, I want to give y'all the history of Black Friday because <laughs> my Black Friday experience um, was a little different. But let's go to the history of Black Friday and I'll tell you why and how my Black Friday is. So the day following Thanksgiving, this article comes from Britannica. It is actually a site that has a lot of different information about lifestyle and things of that nature. So it says the following, the day following Thanksgiving, commonly referred to as Black Friday has become one of the busiest shopping days of the year in the U.S. National chain stores traditionally offer limited money saving specials on a wide variety of goods in an effort to lure shoppers into stores while offering similar deals online. It is believed by many that the term Black Friday derives from the concept that businesses operate at a financial loss or are in the red until the day after Thanksgiving, when massive sales finally allow them to turn a profit or put them in the black. However, this is untrue. Now, before we dig into that explanation about what Black Friday is, my Black Friday experience was always um, the 6 a.m., 6 o'clock, 5 to 6 o'clock a.m., we would go to a specific store, we only had about three to four items on our agenda, and then we would go back home. Most of the time, it was like that key electronic thing that you really wanted, but you wanted it at a you know better rate, so you waited till Black Friday for that rate, and that was our situation. It was just like one to four items max that we were really looking at. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like a major... The whole Christmas list is coming from Black Friday. It was really just one to four items. Um, so that was mine was kind of short and sweet because we just looking at one, one to four items. So back to the description. A more accurate explanation of the term dates back to the early 1960s when police officers in Philadelphia began using the phrase Black Friday to describe the chaos that resulted when large numbers of suburban tourists came into a city to begin their holiday shopping and, in some years, attend Saturday's annual Army-Navy football game. The huge crowds created a headache for the police, who worked longer shifts than usual, which they had to deal with traffic jams, accidents, shoplifting, and other issues. 
Within a few years, the term Black Friday has taken root in Philadelphia. City merchants attempted to make a pretty, prettier face, excuse me, for that day by calling it Black Friday. The, the phrase Black Friday to signify a positive boost in retail sales didn't grow nationwide until the late 1980s when merchants started to spread the red to black profit narrative. Um, black Friday was described as the day stores began to turn a profit for the year and as the biggest shopping day in the United States. In truth, most stores saw their largest sales on the Saturday before Christmas. And of course, we know how Black Friday has shifted. But that, for me, changes the game. Yeah. Philadelphia were the originators of this title, Black Friday. And being that, being that uh, I spent a, not a lot of time when I was little in Philly, mm -hmm. I'll just talk a little slang. I know how Philly get down. And <laughs> today's Philly is not back then. Not the 1970s Philly. It ain't even the 1990s Philly. Like, mm -hmm. I think reading that description really gives more context to how as society we shift narratives. Mm -hmm. We shift focuses. Mm -hmm. Right? Because as the reader said, or excuse me, the writer said the focus was to put a prettier face. Yeah, and then see, you you have to, I think one of the main things that we don't realize is we have to learn how to readers or leaders mm -hmm. and we have to understand that there's even a leading on the other side of that spectrum. Mm -hmm. Because if you pay attention, and while you were reading, there was one word that stuck out to me, which was the word lure. I knew you was going to pull it out. I knew <laughs> it. I knew it. <laughs> so any anytime somebody has to lure you into uh -huh. it, mm -hmm. something, ain't, something ain't right. Something's not right about that. Um, especially my, my background is very diverse. I've done a lot of different positions. One in particular is different levels of sales. Yes. One in particular I want to point out is car sales. Go ahead. So the reason I want to point this out is because Black Friday and car sales kind of go hand in hand if you hear it from this spectrum. Yes, you want a car. You need a car. To mm -hmm. get to point A to B, you have to, you need transportation, period. Mm -hmm. Unless you're in a bigger inner city, most time. And I think even in the bigger cities, that word lure, you got to lure them in to get in the car <laughs> deeper because really a lot of them have grown up with no car or mm -hmm. have made up their mind. I'm not paying that extra cost or taking on that responsibility. Mm -hmm. I'm going to depend on the public transportation. Right. Um, and those that do have a vehicle don't use it all the time. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that lure in sales, um, sales is not a bad, sales is good, but there are some out there, not every person is a good salesperson. Some are just there truly to lure. You feel <laughs> lured in 
when you after you buy it, you feel good when you bought it. <laughs> like, I just got jipped. I feel like I got jipped. A good salesman <laughs> will make you feel good beginning beginning to end. Yeah. And even six months later, because you know why a good salesman is gonna contact you six months later. That's what they're supposed to do. What they're supposed to do. So keeping those those the clients happy, keeping making sure they got what they need. That's a good salesman. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna read the definition of lure. It's a verb. It means to tempt a person or animal to do something or to go somewhere, especially by offering some form of a reward. Noun, something that tempts or is used to tempt a person or animal to do something. Lure. There you go. So one of the ways, and lure is, I hate to say it like that because it sounds like it can only be used in a bad term. Mm-hmm. It's not always like that. But, but the context of the sentence said lure shoppers yes. into buying different products. So it all so in retrospect, let's just say the person is passing by the car lot. Mm-hmm. They already out. They've been thinking about it. They get it. You know those people that get out of the car, because I hate it happen to me a lot. They get out of the car real fast, look at the car, jump right back in the car and take off. Got a blast. <laughs> so they're already looking. One thing that I learned that we we changed a lot. We put balloons out. We put signs out. Those are items to lure, lure those people. To make it more attractive. Right. They're mm-hmm. all, especially during holidays and weekends because they're already going to be out. Mm-hmm. Um, how this correlates, bringing it full circle with the vehicle industry, car industry is most times when you do a vehicle loan, mm-hmm. You hear all the good stuff. You don't hear the back end deal. Okay. You hear, I can get you 48 month finance. I can get you fine, basically finance for five years at a lower, uh, a good price point, uh, a good, you know, something that won't hurt your um, budget. budget. Mm-hmm. Um, I can get you down the, the magic number. I can, I can get, get you, you below 200. Right. I can get you below 300. Yeah. However, mm-hmm. Kind of like Black Friday. In the car industry, you're paying more interest on the back end. So the same vehicle that costs thirty thousand at the end of the five years could have cost you thirty-five thousand. You just paid an extra five thousand dollars because of that particular loan. Yeah, okay. just interest. Yeah. So I don't know about you, but I don't just like giving money away. Nah, nah, nah. So it'd been different had you paid it off in a year. Or paid it off in two years. Okay. You wouldn't have paid all the interest. Mm-hmm. Or set yourself. Yeah, they gave you this payment, but set your budget up where okay, I gotta go. I want to get this thing taken care of in a year to two years max. Mm-hmm. So with Black Friday, you're buying the item at a cheaper. They lure you in by the cheaper price. Okay. But on the back end, you're paying more because you see one item, you gotta have another. You see that other item, you got to have another. So, yes, you're getting at a cheaper rate, but now you're just adding up the quantity of how you get to what? A thousand dollars or more. In a day. <laughs> so, I think that that was a great example. I think that when it comes to Black Friday and sales in general, right? Mm-hmm. You know, unless you're couponing, because the couponers, they got it. See, this is how you know we both work in sales. See, look, that's the coupon right there. The coupon's got it. 
Um, I think that because I was in retail sales as well, I did two women's, you know, clothing stores. And I can tell you from both stores, two different owners, two different perspectives, two different target audiences, mm -hmm. right? I can honestly say owned by the same person. Yes. Mm -hmm. I can honestly say no. Different no. person. Different person. Yeah. 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 I can honestly say that the sales that we came came in with. Okay, ladies, let me just go ahead and tell you for those that don't know. I used to work at It's Fashion Metro. And I used to work at Lane Bryant. And I can tell you from both perspectives of each store, the money came in. And guess what? One store had coupons, one store didn't. So just imagine store A, which we'll call this is Fashion Metro, and store B, we'll call it Lane Bryant. So store A did not have any coupons. Anything that you want to buy, you want to buy it at full price or clearance price. That's it. Store B, there were coupons at particular times throughout the year. Most of you all who, who shop at Lane Bryant will know the semi-annual sale, right? Where you buy two, get two, or you buy a bra, $25, et cetera. So you guys know the process. If you really keep up with the patterns of these stores, it doesn't really matter which store. It doesn't have to be the two in question. But when you keep up with the patterns of the stores, it's a cycle. They know the season. They know what time it is, when to drop it, when to pull it back, all of that. So you guys got to keep in mind when you're shopping, this is why people say shop out of season. If you guys have heard that phrase, this is why they say shop out of season because the very item that you so desire, which is in season, is going to be at its higher rate. Whereas when you shop for that desired item out of season, it's definitely going to be at a lower rate. Case in point, I went shopping recently. And there was this particular item I wanted, and at face value, its price was like close to $30 for this item in season, right? It was for the summer, spring season. Well, as you all know, well, now we're getting into fall, winter, right? Slowly getting into winter. So this item has now been marked from $30 all the way down to 5 and you probably say, well, dang, Brianna, you waited till it will mark down? I did. I can honestly tell y'all from my own experience, it is cheaper to wait. It's cheaper to wait. So we want you to enjoy your shopping. Do your thing, shawty. By the time you hear this, you probably already spent the money. But what our point is, just as an FYI, a, a point of consideration, shop out of season shop out of season and see what it does for you what about you with your retail experience uh especially having you know your tenure that you had at that particular place mm -hmm. do you feel like you actually saw a price shift when you shopped out of season yeah definitely um shopping out of season and not black like i said again black friday to me there was good deals. There are some good deals. However, the trick to it is 
You have to know what you want and get what you want and stop there. Because the day is designed. It, it, you do have deals, but it's for the wisest. I'm going to tell you out of something. Second point. Some of these deals you guys are seeing in the store are cheaper online. That was my next point. Go ahead. So two two references. One store I worked in was a men's clothing store. I just said it was Hagar Men's Clothing Store. Mainly we sold business casual suits, XYZ. Typically it was cheaper. But the reason I say, if you, for example, if you know you 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 work in a professional setting and you need two suits. At that day, you might could get two suits for literally 80 to 100 bucks. Okay. Which would be typically $400. Right. So, good deal. You need to know what you're going to get before you leave. Because if you don't, you're going to get two suits, a sweater, three pair of pants, two shirts, two hats, a scarf. Because it's such a good deal. See, we want more. We just because we feel like we're saving on this side. Mm -hmm. Let me get it now. That's why that's the idea. Yeah, let me get it now. That's yeah. why it's like shop with wisdom because mm -hmm. get what you need, leave the rest. And that's why I told you with my family, and not, not I don't know how your family was, not to say that, but with my family, we we had one to four items. Sometimes it was just one, sometimes it was like one through four, sometimes one through two. But we had one to four items that we were specifically looking at. And once that opportunity dropped, which was Black Friday, mm -hmm. like you just said, we went there, boom, boom, check out. Well, see, we didn't do that. We we knew the only thing we were prepared to get was electronic, mostly TV. We're going to upgrade that TV. We don't do nothing else. <laughs> um, after uh, that, it's like free range. We just grabbing what we, oh, I need a pot set. Uh, I need, I need a new camera. I, I need, it keeps going. I need. So I've been on both sides. So right. I can say it from a consumer and, and then the, the sales. Yeah. yeah. Because the other store I worked in was luggage goods. Mm -hmm. Um, the Samsonite high-end luggage store where the thing I saw the most in that where there were good sales on Black Friday. Again, know what you want. If you're going in there for a carry-on one piece, don't get that three-piece because it looked good. I can get three pieces. I, then my mom had one. I can have one. My wife can have one. The baby can have one. <laughs> Let me add, because I've seen this. I've seen a person spend <laughs> You know, a thousand to two thousand dollars on luggage just because it was a good. Let me get it now. It's a good deal. It is a good deal. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, because you'll see on the website market rate or regular price reg period. You'll see that, and then you see sale. But see, that's the trick from the corporate side. This is what begins to happen, and this is why Black Friday is changing. Go ahead. The power of the internet has really hurt Black Friday. Mm. In that store. I didn't have this problem when I first started, but that second year, mm -hmm. that Black Friday, I was like, okay, this is good. That's too much. Let's just cut Black Friday. Let's just say sale and move on. Yeah. <laughs> because there was so much price matching. That it was too it much. It didn't even Because I remember you sharing that with me. You, was like, you were like, um, 
the customer pulled up the website mm -hmm. and said, the website says, I'm going to just use the number, 150 but the store says 200 So you had to yep. match the match 150 the I had to make the adjustment in the system. Yeah. And then even sometimes where that item, same item could possibly be on Amazon. Same item. And I would have to price match it because that's a, we and, have to And Walmart that. does that now. Target does Target. that now. Quick hack. Go ahead. When it comes to Target and you get, you see books, you check. I'm, I'm a person, when I look at books, I like to be able to physically touch it. Yes. Um, let me look at what the chapters look like. <laughs> okay, it might be worth it. So, I'm a true budget person. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna so scan, use the Target app or Walmart, mm -hmm. scan that book. That book is gonna come up probably a couple books cheaper, if mm -hmm. not uh, 50% off. Right. Show that to the person. They have to change it because they have to honor that price, even though it's online. It may say $20. It may be a $20 book, but it may say $12 online. So, okay, give me that book for $12, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> Just got a book like that. So, I mean. Hey, he tested it, so he knows. And that's the other thing. You have to, you have to test your market. Test, test those markets. No, be informed before you go in the store. Yes, be an informed shopper. Just like we say, be an informed voter. Be an informed shopper. But the other thing about that is, I think just switching gears, mm -hmm. the thing about the $1,000 a day or $1,000 in a day that we really wanted to hit was most times there's so much money made just by children alone. Mm -hmm. Shopping, most people are shopping with kids, whether it's a two-parent home or a single parent and a single parent home usually is more shopping because they feel like they have to overcompensate mm -hmm. um so it's easy to reach a thousand dollars the only thing i say is do it wisely um yep and you know a thousand dollars can become two two can become three and before you know it you are over two times your monthly budget in bills in one store um, it's just sometimes it's just not worth it. Yeah, yeah. Not to show that your your care, your love should not be equated just by a gift. That's it. Or a dollar amount. I think that's something we culturally we have associated. Like for me, I got socks for the longest. Now, don't get me wrong. For my great grandmother, so gave me socks a lot, but. I appreciated those socks. Now, I did get tired in the season. When you're younger, you don't appreciate <laughs> you, you, you Kind of like we were watching uh, something the other night, and it was like, I know what you're going to do this year. Same birthday. Right. So every time I open, I'm like, ah, socks. But when you guys like. Now, this is obviously... <laughs> High school years. Yeah. After yeah. high school, you know, you think differently, but during high school years. Yeah, you you looking for something. I need I need some shoes. If you're gonna get me this out, get me the Adidas socks or the Nike socks. It's gonna match my shoes. 
So, because everything, when you're in high school, everything is about... The brand name. The brand name. Yeah. Every, everything is about appeal. How do you look? Mm -hmm. it, it was for us. Yeah. Um, That was very high on the radar. If you wasn't right... What was the brand type? You know, was it matching? All of that. What was, your, what was the brand that you remember? I'm going to tell you mine. You tell me yours. What's the brand that you remember being at the height of its success? Reebok now? and Adidas. Really? Mm -hmm. K-Swiss was middle school. That's true. Um, I remember Nike Air Force One. Oh, well, that's true. That, that was high. Yeah, yeah, that was high. But outside of Jordan. Yeah, because I remember the basketball team had a deal. Yeah. yeah. Jordan's always was high. Um. But I think one we forgot that for middle school was Fila. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> Nothing like the Fila shoes. Fila. With the, with the sweat outfit, the shirt. Feeling you know, good. Feeling good. But mm -hmm. That just shows you how it's easy to get caught up in $1,000 in a day just off of the brands, mm -hmm. not knowing, being uninformed. Uh, and not oh, just not knowing the deals. There are sites yeah. that have been strategically set up to give you the deals. Yeah. You guys should check out Honey. Honey actually provides, it's actually something you can add to your Chrome browser or your phone. It's an app where it will show you price checks. So it will actually try to add coupon codes to the sites that you're using. I actually saved some money by using Honey. And I want you guys to click the link in the description box so that you can sign up for Honey today. Honey, it helps you save money. And while we're talking about retail, let me give y'all another good hat. Retail me not. Yeah, yeah. We have used retail me not, not only for retail items, but retail items and food in just different categories. Um, I have a lot of great coupons. Yeah. Really good. I mean, some you won't always get them, but you know, it's best to try. It's best to try. Walgreens. Mm -hmm. Walgreens is a good one. Walgreens has the best coupons. Yes. Yeah. Get your photos for Christmas. Yes. Like that's what we did. We did literally we did Christmas cards with a recent picture of us. Happy holidays. See now y'all, we typing in. We tapping into our lifestyle. <laughs> Happy holidays. That's how so we do. I mean, it's just different things you guys can consider. Mm -hmm. So we hope that this topic has showed you guys a little history of Black Friday and how you really can spend a thousand dollars a day. But we want you to save a thousand dollars a day by using some of the tips that we drop in this episode. So we're gonna take a brief break. When we come back, we're gonna do some conversation calls. Let's take a moment and shout out a business. This is the voice of the owner of Streamline Media Agency where we service small business owners with content creation and social media management. This podcast is produced by Streamline Media Agency. Need help? Call us. StreamlineMediaAgency.com All right, we're back. So, Q, go ahead and choose our card. What do you value most? Free time? Recognition or money? What do you value most? Mm. You go first. I'm going to go first. I definitely, after years and years, I really value 
got me. Can I put it in one, two, three? Can we work it like that? We can work it like that. Okay. So my number one would have to be the recognition. My number two would have to be um, money and number three, free time. Now, recognition because I understand that we all do things and the recognition for me would allow me to have exposure and the exposure would bring forth the money, right? Because if I'm doing a good work for such and such company, I get recognized for that good work. That would actually produce more clientele, which would produce more money. So that's why money is number two. Number three is retirement because once I get the recognition, which provides me extra money, that extra money would not allow me to actually get off of the job or take a break, which would allow me to have a maximized free time. So work first, play later is where I'm going with my list. Okay. For me, um, I'm just going to say free time. Uh, only because those other things are valuable. Uh, however, free time for me is the most important, most value. Uh, because with time is the one thing you can't get back. So I value that the most as I've gotten older. It used to be more money. Um, recognition, I never really, it was potato, potato. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say free time is my answer. Because I can get, if I have enough free time, I, I have to be disciplined to use my free time wisely and I can get the money. Um, we allocating that time, allocating that money will bring about recognition in certain spaces that I, you know, decide to use that money in. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of free time is mine. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? How would you rate it? Or which one do you just flat out value the most? Is it free time? Is it money? Or is it recognition? Let us know in the comments down below. Okay? So, as we close out our topic today, what are your reflection moments? What is your resilient moment? Go ahead. Mm. Reflection... I would say my reflection is going to be that no matter how much you know or how much knowledge you gain in a certain area, like I said, I used to be the consumer that just buy, 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 not even needing it. Um, then I, you know, gain a different level of wisdom and shopping better, doing better habits and saving money. But Never think you have learned so much that you can't fall back into those habits. So I would say always be aware using those techniques to know what you're going to buy beforehand. Mm -hmm. uh, those are my reflections uh, as far as what was the second one? Just a resilient moment. Um, a resilient moment is... I would say the resilience to learn how to get rid of some stuff 
like for me, clothes, um, learning how to get rid of those clothes to make room for new clothes or a new style. Mm-hmm. How I dress 10 years ago is not how I dress today. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to create space uh, in your closet to grow. Mm-hmm. Create space in your home to grow. Don't hold on to everything. Get rid of some stuff so you can make room for that new thing. Good. My reflection is definitely um, understanding the value, right? I know our last question was about value. Understand the value of your time, your money, and your family, right? Understanding that this season is a season of gratitude. And really understanding that the main focus is that we all are able to fellowship together. Yes, I know people try to flip that and say, oh, people only say that because they ain't got money. We have money. But it's just the principle of being good stewards of that money and just being grateful for the person because I can probably buy 50 things and spend $1,000 in a day, but if I don't have my family, if I don't have that specific loved one or, or loved ones, it would just, money does not take away that. You see what I'm saying? Money doesn't buy that back. So really just recognizing the value of family and just having gratitude. And my resilient moment is overcoming the consumerism. (laughs) Not being so consumer-oriented that you miss the art of gratitude. Mm -hmm. You know? Being more resilient, being more reserved is what we hope that you guys have gained from this topic today. Like, it's okay to appreciate the materialistic thing, but don't let the thing have more value or power over you or your family. Yeah. So. I agree. I do want to add one more piece. Sure. I want to add that we like to put questions out there because we believe questions make you more aware and having more awareness um, prepares you better, mm-hmm. makes you wiser in decision-making. Uh, one question I want to leave with everyone today is um, when it comes to money, does money control you or do you control the money? That's that's not a question that we have to answer right now, but that's something to just think on. Mm-hmm. Say it again. Does money control you or do you control money? All right. Drop a, drop your answers in the comments if you want to share or, you know, send us a message privately if you want to kind of or you want to hear more about that. Yeah. DM us on Instagram. Z Love Podcast. Um, hit us up on TikTok, Resilient Love Podcast. Hit us up on Facebook, Resilient Love Podcast. YouTube, everywhere is Resilient Love Podcast. This has been another episode of what? Resilient Love. We'll see you later. Enjoy your shopping. <laughs> <laughs>
follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Leave us a five-star review on Apple so that we can continue sharing resilient love. Thanks for listening.